1: Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis with you till 10. Howard's off. He's going to go periscope a bat mitzvah. We'll see how that works out when he gets tossed out of the synagogue. That's what we're hoping for. I hope there's a video of that, of Howard actually getting the boot. But uh, happy to be with you for the next hour, taking up till 10 o'clock. We'll have Glenn and Ray from Delaware Park at that time. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll continue. I know a lot of people want to talk about the uh, Phil Martelli situation. We will certainly continue that. Uh, there's no way we're overlooking the Sixers and that performance on Wednesday, and that a game that was to me the game of the season from their standpoint, and one of the all-time performances by Joel Embiid, where he was just flat out awesome. You had everything in that game. It, it felt like an old-school Sixers-Celtics game. There was a lot of drama, little fight, little cheap shot, someone getting tossed. Crowd was into it. The game was absolutely electric. The atmosphere in the building was great. They're on a roll right now. They should keep that roll going tonight against a very bad Atlanta team, and I anticipate that they will. So the Sixers are rolling. We're five days away from the Philly season opener. And I'll tell you, if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in Clearwater, they're hitting, man. They are going to score a lot of runs. The question is, can the rest of the rotation beyond Nola hold up? That's what this is going to amount to the season. Now it's not to say they can't make a move during the regular season, and I think they will in fact if they need to. But they're gonna they're gonna roll the dice a little bit and roll into the regular season with this rotation and it looks like Nick Pavetta will at least for the way the season starts be the number two guy after Aaron Nola. But good to see Bryce Harper get going. He had a hit first, a nice line shot up the middle, and then two bombs the other day which I think is going to really kind of kickstart him. But J.T. Realmuto Muto continues to hit, so there's a lot that we can get into with the Phillies. Certainly from an Eagles standpoint, I know a lot of people concerned that they continue to bring in older players. Some I worry about, some I don't. Now that Brandon Graham, who was in, considered an older player, was a good signing. Don't have any issue with that. Vinny Curry, to me, is just a guy. He's a body more than anything else. Doesn't do a whole lot for me. I don't know how that portends to, to Chris Long coming back. Yet another older guy. Maybe it means he won't be coming back. So we can certainly talk about the Eagles as well. Want to wish a, a uh, rest in peace, happy 64th birthday to Mr. Fo Foe, the man himself, the great Moses Malone, who led the Sixers to a title in 1983. And the question is, how deep can this Sixers team, this current 2019 Sixers team, go? in the postseason. So we'll uh we'll certainly get into that. N C A tournament Villanova goes tonight against a tough Purdue team. We could talk about that and how much you've been locked in on the NCAA tournament. Let's kick it off with George on a cell. George, you're on ninety four WIP. What's up, George? Hey, Good morning. Hey
2: Rob, how you doing? Good morning. Hey, brother, how are you? All uh, right, listen, what disturbs me, uh why Jim Schwartz doesn't like Douglas? It it, it just blows my mind. I heard on sports,
3: um, Comcast Sportsnet yesterday that he might be the odd man out. I can't
1: understand that. Yeah, he's never seemed to take to him, George. And I, you know, I, uh, to me, when he got in there last year, after he, at first, it was a bit of a struggle. Then he found himself. I thought he played very well, and he's yeah. he's a guy who's not afraid to hit you. He's got some decent size. I I, I don't know. I it, uh-huh. it, it's been it's been that way since Jim Schwartz has been here. I think he's never really taken to him.
3: And then you get Ronald Darby. I mean, he's coming off an ACL tear. You give him eight point five million, and he might not even be to me the two best corners on that team, is uh, Maddox and Douglas.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't like the Darby move even a little bit, George. I think he's way overpaid. He's hurt all the time, and even when yeah. he was playing, he wasn't all that good. I don't and, understand giving him that kind. Of, and, and by he the way, don't but, hit nobody. he and, and, doesn't hit nobody. No, he doesn't hit. And and by the way, who exactly were you bidding against? that you had to pay him that kind of money.
3: Yeah, I don't
1: understand. Why would you give a guy that kind
3: of money? You know, so so what are you going to do? You're going to bring back the running back of Jai and, and overpay him? Yeah. He's coming off a series. But I don't know why he don't like Douglas. I mean, Jim Johnson used to love these big corners. But he don't like them for some
1: reason. I don't understand. Yeah. It blows my mind. And they don't want to move him to safety. So, I, yeah, I mean, he could... They, they're really crowded in that defensive backfield. There's a lot of roles that, that need to be determined, but they're really crowded back there with, with you mentioned it, with Mills, with Sidney Jones, with Maddox, with Trayvon LeBlanc. Like he can go too. Well, look, he, I, he, you know what you're going to get with Mills, and thanks, George, appreciate it, man. You, what you're going to get with Mills is he's going to hit you, he's going to be physical. The problem you have with Mills is foot speed. And on any kind of deep routes, you just worry that he's not going to be able to keep up. From that standpoint, by the way, a little Phillies news, they have optioned Jared Eichoff to Lehigh Valley. So he's gone. So it looks like your rotation is going to be Nola, Pavetta, Arietta. you would think, Eflin, and Velasquez, barring any kind of changes. So they're going to roll the dice again on Velasquez, see if they can get him going. But Jared Eikhoff will start the season at AAA. Let's go to Chris in Norristown. Let's talk a little Phil Martelli. What's up, Chris? Hey,
4: how you guys doing this morning? Good, man. How are you? I'm alright. Love the show. Thanks. Um, uh, is Howard gone?
1: Howard is gone. He went to the oh. uh, who to his bat mitzvah. His, oh okay. His nieces, yeah.
4: Um, yeah. My my thing with Phil, <clears throat> it's, it's, it it is frustrating because uh, it's the kind of person. A couple years ago, my dad he uh, worked 35 years for um, Mellon Bank and Bank in New York, and he got laid off one day. Went to work fine. They waited till the end of the shift, laid them off, and it's very frustrating. But then again, when I look at uh, Phil Martelli, it's like you know, in every other business and every other industry, that's how it happens. When you get fired, when you get laid off, they just do it. You know what I mean? And um, unfortunately, for him, he was beloved by a lot of people, so a lot of people feel the sting of it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's 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 kind of the way things. Well, yeah, no, look, Um. and and
1: Chris, I've lived it, okay, I've been there, I I, I was extremely loyal to a certain place for a very long period of time, and did everything that I was asked and beyond, okay, and I had the same thing happen to me, and it is cruel, and it does hurt, and it does sting, there's no doubt about that, and I don't even, really, honestly, I don't even have an issue with a decision being made, I mean, if you feel like you you need to move on and and go in a different direction with the basketball program, that's one thing, honestly, I, I really don't have a problem with that. I didn't like the way that it was handled by the university. That's my biggest right. beef, more than anything else. And and I get it that, that Phil's hurting, and that and you know he he has every right to feel that way. It just happened, but and it's, yeah, it,
4: it's funny. It's funny because if you look at other other teams, like you look at the Eagles, um, we talk about uh, being loyal to somebody when they stay too long. Like we were, the, people were just talking about uh, Jason Peters, it's like oh, we just need to let him go because you know he's getting too old. On the flip side of that. Yeah, they're like, oh, just rip the Band-Aid off. But then when it happens to somebody we love, it's like, oh, man, no, they shouldn't have done it like that. Yeah, you know? I mean,
1: the only thing I would say is, Chris, the, like we had a caller earlier said, what's the difference Andy Reid got fired? Well, the difference is a couple things. The Eagles handled it better on the way out. And mm-hmm. also on top of that, it is a different relationship when you're a college coach. You are right, molding. Right. Yeah, I know they're 18, and we want to call them adults, but you're 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 molding young. To it. Yeah, you're molding young minds and having a, a kind of a different impact. When you're at right. the at the pro level, let's face it, you're a hired gun, and and guys are in and out, and it's not the same thing. And and by the way, there were a lot of people that were upset when Andy Reid leaves. Anytime someone's been in a place for a long period of time, there's yeah. going to be hurt feelings. They're just this, absolutely,
4: absolutely, so, yeah. And that's again, I think that's when I'm getting to. It. There's always going to be hurt feelings. Just is what it is at this.
1: Point. Yeah, you know what I mean. No doubt, it's Chris. Good, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. Right, Have a good you. one. Thanks, man. You too. Yeah, I don't. I think Phil will coach again. It's going to be very strange if he's coaching in another city because he's so ingrained and tied here. Yeah, I, you know, I heard. We I had Fran Dunphy on on Sunday night prior to their playing game, which which Temple lost. But I, but I'm, in talking to Fran, one of the things that he he made it a point to say to me was, you know, I've had the same house since 1984. And his point being, if you're in this industry and you're able to, to essentially be in the same city, which Fran was able to do between being an assistant and a head coach at at Penn and, and Temple and being an assistant at LaSalle, to, to be around for 30-plus years in that business in the same city is very, is very rare. Very rare. I mean, you look at a guy like Howard who just left. You look at somebody like Angelo who have been around the city forever in this business. It's very difficult to do. You know, staying power and longevity, especially in this day and age, there is no loyalty. There is no – you can give everything that you possibly have. You can produce, and sometimes it doesn't matter. So there is no loyalty. But the hope is that people who did that much for that culture, that brand, that that university, you hope that they treat them a little bit better out the door. That's all. I mean, I think that's – anybody who who has their eyes open in this situation knows that when you don't make the tournament – you could be in trouble, and if you don't, then that's on you. But it's just the way that it's handled out the door more than anything else. Let's go to John and Long Branch. John, you're on ninety four to Bip.
2: Yo, good morning, Rob. How hey, you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm driving home from work, man, and right in front of me, I get this big giant pickup truck, and on the back of it is a fat head of Dak Prescott, and right next to that it says twenty eighteen NFC East champs, oh and God. I'm just looking at this thing, man, and I am just like. I had to call you, man, because I, I know you were the author of the uh, "Ode to the Dallas Cowboys." Hey, you remember that piece I, you wrote I, a I, years back?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, here's what you do when you don't win Super Bowls for a quarter century: you, you start you start getting stickers and fatheads about how you've won divisions. That's what you start doing. Yeah,
2: dude. Yeah. And the worst part about it: guess what? The next sticker is underneath. I'm going to go
1: Yankees sticker. or Lakers.
2: No nah, Phillies.
1: Really? Usually, you just jump Lakers. on every every fraudulent bandwagon. Okay. All
2: right. Yeah. I got a friend like that. He's a, you know, Bulls fan, Yankees. Of course you know, he cowboy. is. Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so one day, you know, we're at the bar or whatever watching a Sunday night game. And, uh, you know, I got all my Eagles friends, He's got his Cowboy dudes. And he's like talking all this crap. You know, it was the game. Um, Who's that cornerback the Eagles had? Fletcher. I can't remember his name. He, oh, he was Bradley terrible. Fletcher. Bradley Fletcher. Yeah. And Dez Bryant scored three D- yes. D's over him. Yeah. He's talking all this crap. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you, you're a diehard, right? He's like, yeah, I'm a diehard. I said, all right, name all the uh, five Super Bowls the Cowboys won, the years they won them, the teams they beat. He was like, uh, like right in front of everybody, kind of do it. He just walked out.
1: <laughs> I know. Hey, look, it's, it's, it's almost too easy when you go after yeah. them like that yeah, because you know they're not going to be able to handle themselves. And you know what it is. I mean, here's what it amounts to. A lot of those guys, I don't know about your friend, but a lot of those guys were coming up and and just getting into sports in the in the 90s, the early to mid 90s, when the Cowboys were winning, and they just jumped right on the bandwagon. Or the other thing you hear is, "Well, I love the star. I love the way the star looks." I'm mean, God Almighty. I mean, that's what you hear.
2: I mean, he didn't even know who Tom Landry was. Right, but that's like, what, the, what the the,
1: they're not interested in the history. They're interested in in you know wearing their little starter jacket when they're eight years old and the team's winning. That's it.
2: That, that's a freaking joke. I'm sorry. Yep. But, yeah, uh, I call it talk about Dak Prescott and how much this guy sucks. He's going to get like probably close to $30 million a year. Uh, so I, I really think the Eagles should uh, probably get this Wednesday done sooner or later. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: Prescott is going to get paid. Um, you know Jerry's going to pay him. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see the way the Eagles approach this thing. Do you roll the dice? Do you take it from an Eagles, You know, just from a, a management standpoint, do you look at it and say, okay, well, you haven't been able to stay healthy, you need to show us a year here where you can get through the yep. entire season. And then maybe you get to like week, I don't know, 12, and you do the deal in season. It, it, it may be one of those situations because I, I think they're almost viewing this offseason like we're going to add some older pieces here because we're going for it, for it in a big mm-hmm. way before we have to, to dole out all that cash. Although I will say this, Howie's put the Eagles in a nice position cap-wise from where they were. Um, no, no surprise yeah. there.
2: Yeah, definitely. A lot of people are worried about uh, the age thing, you know, older players. I think the only real guy I'm worried about is uh, Jason Peters. But, like, you know, Deshaun Zach, Jackson, he's 32, but the guy's a paperweight, man. He's so small. Like, he's not going to lose his speed overnight.
1: Yeah, um, I, I would uh, say Peters is my biggest concern, uh, you know, more than any other position. I would not have brought him back. I understand why the Eagles did it. They did it because, simply put, they don't trust Vitae and they want, yeah. to, they want to buy my Maialata one more year of sort of an apprenticeship and then throw him in there. I, mean, I really think that's what it amounts to.
2: I mean, not for nothing, Jason Peters uh, in that Bears game, he completely shut down Khalil Mack. So maybe they're looking at that like, okay, well, if we can get that in the second half of the season, you know.
1: Yeah, no, That you know, I mean, that, he, he did play well in that game, but when you finish seven of 18 games, that scares <laughs> me, and it, and it usually doesn't trend the other way as you get older.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. He'll be, on, he'll be on the ground, like, you know, second series. Well, But, but that's the thing, and,
1: that, and that's why, and John, thanks, man, appreciate it. That's no, why no the problem. Eagles have to approach this differently during the week, during the practice week. You're going to have to get whoever you designate as your number two more reps with the ones than, than a backup left tackle would generally get. Because you saw last year when Vitae would come in there cold, it, it, the drop off was was steep, and look, you're going there's gonna be a drop off from a guy who's a Hall of Fame player and Jason Peters, no matter what. But that's a tough situation for any backup offensive lineman to just be tossed back in there. And and on top of it, I thought Vitai didn't prepare himself last year, had a bad year last year, so it was not a good combination of things that was happening there. But I think that's going to be the approach from the Eagles. I would guess that you have whoever your two is, if it's Mylotta or Vitai, they get a little little bit more time with the ones in practice this during the week this year. You're going to have to do that because they they better realize how much they're gambling here, hoping that Peters, with the amount of injuries, as great as he's been, and he's a Hall of Famer, but the amount of injuries that he he's had, I mean, they're pretty significant ones. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. We'll certainly continue the Eagles discussion. Phil Martelli, Phillies five days away, Sixers with a monstrous win. It's been a few days now. They get back at it. Tonight we'll talk about the Sixers as well, and of course the NCAA tournament. You got Nova going tonight, the lone Big Five team still standing. I'm Rob Ellis. I got you still ten. WIP Sports time is nine twenty one, nine twenty seven. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis with you till the top of the hour. It's Glenn and Ray from Delaware Park. Yeah, so certainly a cool time of year in that we're in March Madness, and we, the last two days. <laughs> I always talk about this with Ed Bankin during the break. The last two days where you're going essentially from noon till midnight, wall to wall, almost nonstop. NCAA tournament action is flat out awesome. Knowing and the Phillies play today, and you, you can you can hear it right here on WIP at one o'clock. But knowing that it gets real for the Phillies on Thursday, and actually I'm looking, I looked ahead to the forecast. I rarely do this because usually opening day is freezing. It feels like a an Eagles game in December. Now, I don't want to jinx anything. You know, I know it's cold out there today. I'm, I'm headed to a track meet, by the way, today, where I'll be standing out in this, in this cold for eight hours. But it looks like on Thursday, right now, sunny and 55. So we could luck out. It could be a very nice day for opening day here. Bryce Harper's debut as a Philly. So we got the NCAA tournament. Villanova's still alive. We got the Phillies starting in five days. We're not all that far away from the draft. And the Sixers now in the stretch run coming off of perhaps their most impressive win of the season at home against Boston. Now you're going to get Milwaukee again. But this is an opportunity for the Sixers to prove to themselves that they can beat the big boys in the East. They don't get Toronto, but they've had the opportunity to beat Milwaukee at Milwaukee last Sunday. And what was a great game, beat the Celtics here and then play Milwaukee one more time here. So you can get them rolling into the playoffs and, you know, get the right seeding for themselves with a three seed. So there's a lot happening right now in in, in and around the area and a lot to be excited about. And we talked a lot about Phil Martelli. We talked a lot about the Phillies. We should get a little heavier into the Sixers as the show goes on because that game and and the the performance by Joel Embiid when you needed it most really – told you all you need to know about him and the, the utter dominance. The, if they can just keep him healthy, I mean, he's going to be one of the all-time players in the history of the city. He, he's quickly on his way to that. Let's go to Betsy. Let's talk a little Phil's. Betsy, you're on 94 to be IP. Hi. Hi, How Betsy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Fine.
5: Well, I was originally going to talk about one topic, but if you don't mind, I might address two. Sure. Um, I already talked about them, um, but I feel strongly about both of them. The first thing is, the Phillies, I was not impressed with their bullpen performance in the spring training games, and I wonder why don't they go out and get Craig Kimbrell if he's still available.
1: Uh, it might be a philosophical thing that they just don't want to play a closer that much. Maybe they have that kind of trust in Sir Anthony. Um, Kimbrell's got a lot of mileage uh, you know, Oh, on he does? Him, For sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's he's been around, he's pitched a lot of innings. It's going to be interesting. It looks like it's, it's coming down to Milwaukee and Atlanta for Kimberly. He might return to Atlanta. but it looks Oh, like that's it's wanna... a shame. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, I hope they can tr- – I hope that they – I mean, my, my concern is that their
5: lack of consistency. But if they can be consistent, fine.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's going to come down to – I really think, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they're going to score a lot of runs. And I think yes, – I actually think the bullpen, even though not every role is necessarily defined right now, uh, I think the bullpen is going to be fine. Really what this oh, comes good. down to for me, Betsy, is the is the starters, beyond Nola. It, and because yeah. there's a lot of question marks with Arietta and there's a lot oh, of younger yeah. younger guys who are just have yet to prove yeah. that they can do it consistently. Sure. Sure. Okay. Now I know this is maybe like
5: crying over spilt milk, but I think it was very stupid that the Eagles did not sign Lavon Bell. They do need a running back and they don't show any signs of addressing that situation.
1: Yeah, here's the way I think it's going to shake out, Betsy. I think they're going to make a trade. It could either come beforehand or draft night. But I think there's a deal that's going to be made, and I think they're going to draft somebody as well. So you're going to get the veteran, and you're going to get the younger guy. They know that their running back situation right now is unacceptable. It's not nearly good enough. So I think that's what's going to happen. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Betsy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't don't, – I know there are a lot of people that are up in arms about the running back situation, but I think you can get a running back and I think they will get a running back, whether it's Jordan Howard or there's some other move made. I think they'll make a move and bring somebody in. I think they're going to draft somebody. I'm concerned about linebacker. And for some reason, you know, we hardly ever talk about it. I guess it's because the Eagles have have really loaded up on the offensive side, you know, more than anything else and, and just trying to give which is smart, by the way. Carson Wentz as many weapons as they can. But I, I do worry about linebacker, and that's a position where, you know, due to the fact that Jordan Hicks has been out quite a bit over the course of his career, you've really had to make up for it. And, and you know, Bradham stepped in and done a nice job. They've, they've used Malcolm Jenkins in some varying roles and whatnot. But it, you see the difference a playmaking linebacker can make, and you saw it with Dallas last year with Leighton Van Der Esch. The Eagles need to find somebody who can be a staple in that in that middle right there because that's been an issue for a while for them. Let's go to Joe on a cell. Joe, you're on ninety four to B I P. Good day,
5: good morning, Rob. Joe? How are you? Good
1: Joe.
5: Uh I'm gonna it's great to have you back on the air. Nice, your man. breath of fresh air. Thank you. I wanna talk a little bit about Phil Martelli and I'm gonna preface this by saying I'm a Villanova guy, I'm a Villanova grad, I'm a Villanova fan, but I'm gonna take the approach a little differently with this, and look at some of the numbers that Phil had uh, over the last 15 years. I agree. Maybe they shouldn't have done it on the Feast of St. Joseph's. Maybe they shouldn't have done made this move on their day of giving, and maybe the statement wasn't worded uh, in a way that really paid respect to Phil the way the Philadelphia media or the, or the basketball community in Philadelphia agreed. You don't know, want it. But if you look at his numbers over the last fifteen years, you're talking about a program that since Jameer has one NCAA tournament win, LaSalle has three in the same time period. In the last ten years, he's had three twenty loss seasons, only four winning seasons. His record in the last three years overall, forty one and fifty-five. Since they opened the new arena, Hagen Arena, they have been a 500 basketball team. In the last decade, they're one and nine against Nova. They're four and nine against Temple. They're five and five against Penn. They went zero and four this year in the Big Five. So when Phil holds that press conference, I guess in his house with the media, or holds that media gathering several days ago and he points out that he won two Atlantic 10 tournaments in the last five years or whatever and he's the only person to do that i also think it's incumbent upon the media to say to phil phil well these are other numbers did you think you could be under pressure? Oh yeah, listen. Did I, you feel Joe, the l- Joe, let me jump in. I, I don't I don't sure, the,
1: the numbers you you put out there, there's no arguing that, right? Um, there's some context that you can put around the last couple of seasons because they were decimated with injuries, but n- nonetheless, I don't think that Phil and I, I don't I'm not trying to get in Phil's head, but I don't think Phil right. should have should have been shocked by anything. I mean, in this business, you always have to have your guard up. And when you're not getting to NCAA tournaments and winning in your own backyard, as you just pointed out, you always have to have your guard up. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think it should come as a shock. I, again, I don't even have an issue with the, the, the university deciding to move on. I, the only issue I have, the only one, is the timing of it. And I don't even mean timing that he got bounced after this year. I mean, the day they did it sure. and the press conference that the new AD put out, just reeks to me of an outsider coming in wanting to put her fingerprints on something and not really understanding exactly, even though she's been there for a year, exactly what he brought to the table with the way I it was I agree working. with you, Rob, on that.
5: But here's what I'll say. You talked about, you alluded to yourself and being let go mm-hmm. when you were very loyal to an organization. You it, Maybe the media hasn't really focused on that. That university, St. Joe's, has had major financial troubles over the last five years, they have let go of dozens of loyal employees. The difficult thing for Jill, the athletic director for Dr. Reed, the president is one fills the highest paid employee or was the highest paid employee by far on campus. He makes way more than yes. the university president. Mm-hmm. And it is really difficult when you're in their position to get rid of an employee or to at uh, have to let go of an employee who's been there a long time who absolutely doesn't want to go obviously Phil did not want to go because he this week has reacted very publicly to being sucker punched Uh, his anger is palpable his reaction to it he probably if I were Phil I would have been quiet the last well, week. Well, here's
1: the thing, though. Uh, the, and the, the, I would have
5: let it breathe before right. I spoke. I wouldn't have spoke when I was so angry and it was so raw. And I agree. But, but I, I real agree. quick, Joe, get I'll ahead, let you get so. your other get point.
1: Ahead, two, two things. Right. One, he's generating a hell of a lot more money than that president's generating. So the salary I don't have an issue with. And the other thing is if I'm him, I'm just looking at this practically, okay, dollars and cents. I'm not quitting because I'm I'm collecting what I have left on that contract, the Absolutely. contract I had earned. So I have zero issue with him saying, You want me to resign? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not resigning. You know, we we made a contract, you pay me. So I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. No, did, either did, do I. Did he wait? I would
5: do the same thing. You know,
1: and he he did wait a couple of days and and by the way, I don't think in two, three weeks that this isn't going to be all healed for him either. So I think there's still going to be these same kind of, you know, bitter feelings for him as well.
5: No, I agree. Rob, I agree. But I think if I'm Phil, I would have sat back and not talked for a couple of weeks, and I would have let it breathe. Phil's trying now to win a public relations battle but he wanted and rally of- people again. When I say rally people, create this feeling or this negative feeling towards the AD. The reality is, Bill was the highest-paid employee on that campus. He has to perform at a high level. He has to graduate kids. He has to teach kids. He has to get kids to become men. But he also has to win. No, I, Joe, and I don't disagree with that. Do it, I don't. So, I don't. I Look, rob, you make some good.
1: Do you do make it. some good points, Joe. I got to run, but I, I don't disagree okay, thank with. You. The, thanks, man. I don't disagree with the. It. These are bottom-line businesses, and there's a lot of money generated. When you get to an NCAA tournament, there's a lot of money generated when you make these kind of runs. I mean, just talk to a school like Villanova and the people who 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 are employed there, who work there, about how enrollment is through the roof, right? And they're they're turning people away in droves, and a lot of that is driven by the success that the basketball team, or in some cases, you know, big time football teams, or or whatever other sports. At the universities, in, in St. Joe's case, we're talking about the basketball team. I get it. Again, I understand it's a business. You know, ultimately, we can talk about you know student athletes and college athletics all we want, but you know, it, it's about making money. And when you don't make the tournament, you're not going to make as much money. I, I don't have a problem with with the organiz with the athletic department moving on. Okay, I don't. But I have an issue with the way it was handled. I have an issue with some folks who look at it you know, in the same way that they look at it in in sort of black and white terms as they do with professional sports. It's not the same thing. Andy Reid is not a, a fair comp because Andy Reid wasn't impacting young, in this case, men's lives the way that Phil Martelli has. So there is something to be said for graduating kids or getting kids ready for the real world, which guys like Phil do, and not all college basketball coaches do. As we've seen for some of these scandals, it's like, how much money can I, can I kick to his father or kick to a shoe company to get the kid to come here for five minutes while he's not even going to class and he's out the door? That's not the way it is at St. Joe's. It's just not. I'm not saying it's perfect or anything like that. But but be, And also, being a loyal servant to a place for 34 years earns you a better exit than that. It, you would hope it would be that way anywhere. And again, believe me. I'm not naive to the fact that there's zero loyalty. As I said, it's happened to me. So I, I, I know of where I speak. And I know what Phil, to an extent, I'm not comparing myself to him in this sense, but I, I get where he's coming from. He, should, he has every right to be heard. I don't think he should have been blindsided by it. When you're not winning, you always, again, have to have your antenna up and be ready. It's just the handling of it. My argument, my beef has never been with moving on. It's the way it was handled by the school. That's all. 888-729-9494-pound9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. One more segment. We'll continue with your phone calls. we got the Sixers on the table. we got the Phillies on the table. The Phil Martelli situation. Nova tonight in the NCAA tournament. A lot to do. And I got you when we get back. I'm Rob Ellis. WFB Sports Time is 941. 947. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis. Got you till 10. Glenn and Ray at that time for Delaware Park. Beautiful, uh, sunny day, cold. Bundle up if you're headed out, but man, what a gorgeous view as I look at the Ben Franklin Bridge from our studio. See, I usually, I'm sitting over where I have a nice view of the bridge. Usually, I have my back to it in the studio. That's where Howard was sitting a little bit earlier. I just stayed in my my seat here, but uh, it is certainly a gorgeous view, that's for sure. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with you uh, after NCAA tournament coverage, so I got you a little bit later tomorrow. If you didn't see, and we'll get right back to the phones, it became official last night that the the Lakers are eliminated officially from the playoffs. They're 31 and 41 on the season. They lost to the Nets last night. No surprise there. They've been in in tank mode here for a while. But first time since LeBron's rookie year, he will not be in the postseason. You wonder if there's, there's just, he'll never admit this publicly. But if there's a little tinge of him, that's regretting that that decision, the, the quote unquote family decision to go to LA where he can work on all his other stuff that isn't basketball wise. You know, if you're a competitor and you've been a competitor and you've you've dragged teams to NBA finals on your back and you're accustomed to being deep in the playoffs every single year, it's gotta be a, a tough pill to swallow from from a competitor standpoint. And this has been a mess. Make no mistake. There's gonna be huge turnover in the offseason. Luke Walton's a goner. But it's been a mess all season, and if they aren't able to land big fish this off season, man, that move's going to look a little questionable for sure. Let's go to Mike in Westchester. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Rob? Hey, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Sorry you got to stand out in the cold for that. For track. Well, here's meet. the problem with tra- like track meets are not like football games or or baseball no. games. Like like it's no, where they're not. over in two hours. Like my daughter literally competes in a bunch of different stuff, so I'm going to be there oh, yeah. for like eight hours. So it is. What no, it's, it's going to be a day. Time. Yeah. I'm used it's, to it. It's gonna be a full cool
6: day. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I know. Hey, you know, Rob, it's, it's amazing that the venom that comes out from the, the hatred that, that these these clowns have. That it's because they went to a school in the city. And Jay Wright does it right. I mean, I understand in the past, Novas had coaches that have not really been, but he supports it. Even you know, generally, he was emotional over that, uh, what happened to Phil Martelli and Fran Dumpy. He, he, I mean, he does everything the right way. But not only that, his he coaches the right way. He doesn't cheat. And his team play. Rob, his team play defense. That's what's going to win them win these games. He to his tournaments, not because of offense, because of the way they play deep. But, I mean, it's, he, he sets it up perfectly. I think they're going to win again today.
1: Yeah, they're they're the job that he's done this year, Mike. I, I don't know if he's being given the kind of credit that he should. For oh my him, god! When you lose four first rounders to the NBA and, you're a, and and as as they start, if you watch them in the beginning of the year to where they were at the end of the season. It's yep. been a remarkable coaching job. Jay deserves a well, lot of props, man.
6: Earlier in the year, they weren't getting anything out of Samuels and the young guys. And then now Samuels has turned into an option. Yeah.
1: Sadiq Bay. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of the younger yep. kids who have yep. really stepped up. And I think if you watch them against Penn or you watch them against uh, Furman or Michigan Furman. or whatever, yep. Yep. to see where they are now, it, that's, that's coaching because that's growth in a short period of time.
6: I think it's incredible. Love, you know, you had... The most in the tournament, the highest uh, lopsided lopsided loss is for a a high-seeded, like, uh, you know, 12 seeds. That's the history of the tournament. You had, like, blowouts. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Parody's coming to the NCAA, and it's the mid-majors should be just called, should be right along with the other because they could beat any team in the country. Yeah, this
1: this year, Buffalo is so legit. Um, Murray State is really good. I know they have the star player. Oh in Oh my Morant, God, Murray! But
6: John Morant is a top five pick. He's top three pick in my pick. He's the, pick pick. He's the, he's the best. He oh. made me, uh you know Duke gets all the hype for the players have, yeah. but, but Morant's right up there. He's top. He's one of the, he's one of the best players yeah. left to play in this
1: tournament. And, right now. and that's what makes this so much fun. If you're a college basketball fan, yeah. is those Love schools it. are not just, they're not just rolling over to the big boys anymore. And you get to see players that maybe you don't see every day on on. You know ESPN or whatever, you you get exposure to those kids. I mean, look at the sixteen.
6: Look at the sixteen yeah. seeds
1: I mean, that they That, you that Belmont keep, like,
6: team, Iona was beating North Carolina, yeah. and Virginia was losing to Gardner
1: Whip. Right. It's, it's amazing. And that Belmont team, Mike, even though they went down in, in a tough one to Maryland, if you watch them play yep. against Temple, you saw how good yep. some of their offensive players are. Man, they're really good.
6: I mean, that's that's what's so great about this this tournament, Ron, I got to say something. People are all over Howie this in the offseason. I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, there's a glaring need for running back, you know. You know.
1: I worry, yeah, I worry that there is some. They're they're trying to maybe recreate a little bit uh, the past, which is always a, a dicey way to go. Oh, Michael
6: Bennett, I'm so tired here about Michael Bennett. his ego. He wasn't would not He's terrible against the run. Yeah. So, he's so over, he, look. I like what he did for the team. He was great against the past, but he was such an over an ego driven player. You've seen what like the real Michael Bennett at the end of the year, right?
1: Well, I think yeah, and I agree with you in that people are a little bit too worked up about the running back spot. I, I believe they know it. They're not just going to rely on the draft. They're going to make right. a trade and they're going to get somebody in here. I, I firmly believe that.
6: I do too. I think I think Yeldon might be one of the guys. What do you think? I, mean, I, don't, I, think I don't like I like him better than Duke Johnson for sure. I don't
1: love Yeldon, Mike. I, I I would much prefer if they could they could pry away Jordan Howard from the Bears would be my preference.
6: Would he fit this? Put the Eagles with their—is he uh, good at catching the ball? I mean, that's kind of what the Eagles' mode well, yeah, is. Well, yeah, it is. That guy's pretty good at catching the ball in the backfield.
1: It is. And Mike, thanks, brother. Got to Take run. it, Rob. But I think you week. thank you too. And I think that they could address that in the draft where you get someone to catch the ball in the backfield. Certainly, Duke Johnson fits that bill, but he's—he's he's a guy who you're going maybe give the ball to maybe four or five times from the running back position. He—that is not exactly his strength. I think more than anything else. You bring in a guy who can handle the load in terms of carrying it, and then maybe you draft somebody who's kind of that swing player. Let's get Ron in Lehigh Valley. Ron, you're on 94 WIP.
3: Rob, good morning. Ron. Your daughter's track meet today. Maybe you can borrow a sweatshirt from her and then jump on the track <laughs> one of a couple of those heats to warm
1: up. They don't need that, Ron. All right, The last <laughs> thing they need is me on that track. They're going to well, get whatever. the EMTs will help
3: you. Yeah, it I hear be the, the escort. Hey, uh, quick! As you're ready to wind up on the Phillies ro- rotation here, now I see they send um, uh, they send, I uh, Jared Ickoff. That mm-hmm. so that tells me even though he pitched well the other day, they don't think he's ready. They right. Still don't think he's ready. So here's the thing, and I I I think I, I heard Matt Clintock say that this week. They and it, it makes sense, right? Uh-oh. they want to see who they have in the rotation and at the right time they can make it they can make a trade
1: i agree I, and i think that's what's going to happen so you're going to go into it let's see what Arietta is this year with the knee cleaned up let's see how he looks let's again i I'm, look i'm as tired as anybody of this but let's see what velasquez if he can finally figure it out and i my, if you're asking me which what i think i don't think he's going to but they're going to they're going to roll the dice a little bit. Let's see what F1's got. I think they're really encouraged by Pavetta in general but in particular by a Spring. So you can go into it with these guys and then see what happens because I think their offense is going to afford them the luxury of scoring runs.
3: Rob, here's a quick comparison. Uh, that in I think it was 2006, we picked up Jamie Moyer in August. So that must have been on waivers. And he was like, I think he was the number two in the rotation, in, in the uh, world, in the world series, in the, the world champion the uh, season oh, in 2008. 08. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we have plenty of time to pick up a quality, you know, starter, you know, late,
1: uh, l- later into the season. I
3: agree. And, and we- And then we could figure out, uh, you know, Hernandez, uh, uh, Altair. One more Uh,
1: thing. Let me throw one more thing in there, Ron. Go ahead. If you have somebody, and again, I think he may be trending the wrong way, but if you have somebody like Keuchel who still isn't signed by someone and that price tag just keeps going down and down and down and the years keep going down and down and down, and you want to say, hey, we'll give you a year for X amount and let's see what you got left, that's a great situation to be in too. Maybe. So, all right, uh, Rob, hope you're going of All right, wins. brother. Thanks, Ryan. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun today. I, lo- I love hanging out with Howard. I love the, uh, my my Saturday morning crew, people out and about, headed to sporting events, headed to doing the honey-do list. We appreciate everybody who tuned in, everybody who called in, streamed, etc. It was a lot of fun. I want to thank Phil Jackson, producing the program. As always, fun being with Phil Ed Beck, and banking with the updates. As I said, I'll be back tomorrow night after NCAA tournament uh, selection, or actually actually NCAA tournament coverage, not selection, but any NCAA tournament collection. I'll be back uh, tomorrow night, late Sunday night. Stay tuned. You have Glenn Macknow, Ray Didinger. They are live from Delaware Park. Everybody have a great Saturday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I am Rob Ellis. WFP Sports Time is
0: 9.57. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.